Hello and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. I am joined as always by our co-host Matt Pearson. Happy rainy Monday morning, Dave, as we record this. Yes, this will be going live on Thursday. It'll just be cool and sunny by Thursday. Yep. Can't wait. So as I'm watching, the squirrels are enjoying the rain though. They're out doing whatever squirrels you do. Know, and you know, birds stay out and sing. It's crazy. In the rain. I mean, maybe we should go be like the birds. Just yeah. go stand out in the rain. Jesus says to observe them. Josh got locked out and was out in the rain this morning. Is that why his shirt's all wet? His shirt's all wet, yes. He, he was trying to do a good deed and then mm. it rained on him. Thanks, Josh. See, that's what happens when you do a good deed. You just might as well not. Might as well not. So <laughs> that's probably bad advice on our it part. It is. It is, so, especially on the church podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we give lots of bad advice yeah. on the church podcast. Yes. But hopefully we'll avoid that today. Yes. We'll know in about 20 minutes. <laughs> How we did. That's right. So, hey, a few things to let you all know about as we head into the weekend. Not into the weekend. Yeah, I guess it would be into the weekend, mm-hmm. even though it's the beginning of the week as we record this. I am so rambling right now. It's okay. Here we it's go. Okay. It's fantastic. BBS, it's happening. We are registering for both volunteers and children's. I've been asked a lot, is this a daytime or a nighttime mm-hmm. VBS, Matt? And what would you say it is? I would say it was a morning time. It is a morning time VBS. We don't have the exact hours yet, but it'll be, you know... 8.39 to... Funny story. Not really funny, but kind of chuckle. Okay. Hope I chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday morning, you know, Brad did the welcome and yes. mentioned about VBS. Yes, that was chuckle worthy. Oh. No, I'm playing. Okay. And then uh, Brad mentioned it was in the morning, not yes. in the evening, and less than two seconds after it got out of Brad's mouth, Seth, my 15-year-old, yes. leaned over and said, is it at night this year? And did you look at him and just like cough him off the backside of the head? Just, he, he just got it out of his mouth, so... And did you answer his question or no. did you just leave it there? I for left him? It. Way to go. Left Way it. To go. That's, his that's mom, good. His mom told him. Oh, man. Yeah. Katie, come on. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> stop that. You got to let him. So I'm glad people listen to us when we're up there on the stage. You know, and my son. Um, yeah. God yeah. love him. We, we, we will just assume it's because it's announcements and mm-hmm. he's a 15 year old boy. Yeah. Probably got distracted by like his, his foot. <laughs> something so but yeah vbs is happening march the 13th through the 17th we'd love for you to come volunteer for that uh we understand you may be working and that's not possible that's okay we'd also love for you to sign some children up preferably yours not some random kids that you don't know just don't don't do that to us you know another chuckle Uh, in the first service uh when brad announced it uh josh lynn went crazy he's clapped real i was in there for that but i think brad thought he meant because it was going to be such a wonderful exquisite vbs which it is yes. but i think josh was clapping because he got he gets free child care for the week maybe maybe that was my take not for the whole week just for part of it well yeah the, the morning yeah we won't go there anymore any further the okay. thoughts that i could say right now because yeah. we threw a lot of people under the bus last week and i'm just not going to do that today yeah maybe he was excited about that i'm yeah, going to go with he was more excited about vbs okay all right maybe I mean, maybe you're, nice maybe he's he's a lot holier than a I thought he is. Uh, I mean, Josh is pretty yeah. holy. Yeah, he is. So, um, so VBS registration. Yes. So if you would like to do that, go to westfranklinchurch.com. That's our website. Go to the calendar. You'll find a VBS registration link there. It may even be on the front page as we speak. If for some reason you're like, I can't get online and do it, hey, you can come to the church. We have QR codes, which will take you online to do it. And then if that doesn't work, we'll just figure out how to make it happen. Email so, Kirsten. Call the church office. Yeah, we'll make it happen for you. So volunteer and or register children. 
is happening right now for VBS. We're excited about this and uh, can't wait for VBS to get here. Second thing going on that we need to know about. I mentioned this at the family gathering, that there's a bunch of people who are kind of stepping up to own ministries and get things rolling, and they're just kind of bouncing it through mm-hmm. the staff, but they're not putting it on the staff. So like the women's ministry had a great first event. 73 women came, maybe 72, doesn't matter. 72, 73 women came, had a great time. It was owned by some women of the church. Mm-hmm. They're the ones running this. So about the same time, someone came to you, a guy by the name of Joe Rustum. Big Joe. And, uh, married, Actually, he's not big. He's not big. He's, no. he's kind of skinny. Great Joe. Great Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can still call him big. He's big in personality, big in character, big in integrity, big in love of Jesus. So we can great. go that route. I bet he's a great therapist. I would say so, too. Yeah. So Joe and Hannah came to you, though, and said, hey, we would like to do some stuff that's for young adults, mm-hmm. and they're owning it, and they're running with it. So we're we're thrilled that we get to say, hey, they're having their first young adult kind of activity. It's going to be a game night on Saturday the 26th. I believe it's going to be from 3 to 5, and that's about all I know at this moment. More dates More coming. T- I, I do know this. There will be snacks, and there will be child care. Snacks? So How young is young adult? That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> Because I walk Somehow around I'm in middle age, it's 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 coming on strong, and by the time that happens, I'll be 45. Well, you're already middle age. I'm sorry. So. I, did, I said I was, but I'm I'm just up in my age another year yeah. by the time that event happens. That's that's Gosh, both Dave. Good. I Jeez. mean, just think about this: middle age. If 45 is middle age for you, that means 90. Okay, that's pretty good. Just as long as I'm. Never mind. I'm just gonna. Yeah, just leave yeah, it. Yeah. But um, so how old? You know, when I was talking with Joe, hey, what's what's your vision for this? He mm-hmm. said, you know, I guess I'm thinking 40 and under. And I'm like, man, you're way more generous with with young adult than I am. Um, so so we'll just say 40 and under. With if you have children, great. We'll uh, we'll get you taken care of. But we will need you to register. But all that's not up online yet. So just want you to know the yeah. 26th game night it could be fun. Young adults. Woo woo. Hey 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 hey. Yeah. And last but not least, but probably most important at this moment in our life of the church. Pursue. Let you talk about that. Yeah, be glad to. Good. Very, very excited about the Pursue campaign and, and um, grateful for the vision that God has given Pastor Mike and other, other leadership. More than likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it on Sunday morning and probably seen it on our website. And hopefully you've done a little research. Uh, to find out what's going on, basically, uh, we're asking all eight campuses, all members of all eight campuses, to commit to give to a capital campaign. Uh, we're calling Pursue to give $30 million. $10 million of it is going towards renovation of the Brentwood campus, $10 million so that Aft South can have permanent space, and $10 million for church planning and church leadership, that kind of thing, so that we can be as intentional as possible about seeing 100 healthy congregations here in Middle Tennessee. When you say church leadership, we mean church leadership development, yes. not, so not existing. The, so that they can go to these church renovations, yes. church plants. I mean, the um, revitalization is yes. a better word. Yes. So there's tons of tons of information online, PursueTN.com. But uh, if you're a member of this campus or any of the campuses, please prayerfully consider that the emphasis is not on the amount. Everybody's at different stages financially. The, the emphasis is on participation, and we would love for every member to participate in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Sure. It's a two-year campaign, and um, I, think, I think it's well worth it. And if you'll do a little digging or ask me questions or hang in there for the next several weeks and listen to more, more information as it rolls out, I think you will agree that this is a uh, kingdom-worthy effort. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. And we will have the audio. I finally got the audio from our family gathering oh, good. with Mike good, and Aaron. Good, good. So we'll yeah. get that up, and you can hear what Mike and Aaron had to say mm-hmm. um, from guys that will be directly 
impacted on their campus. Will that be this. online? Will that be on our podcast? Probably just do it on the podcast. Okay. Uh, that's the easiest way for me to yeah. to get it there. And Great. so I might ask Dave to add it maybe to the sermon archive mm-hmm. too. But Just FYI, folks, the Commitment Sundays are going to be March 27th and April 3rd going to be great yep easter sunday's the 17th palm sunday's the 10th yep and then the two sundays leading up to that will be pursue commitment sundays it is going to be good yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's always good it is it is speaking of good yesterday sunday past sunday yesterday good john eight john eight with brackets with brackets so we got a couple things we need to get to yeah, before before we get there though oh i gotta ask you the one question we always oh, we're ask. gonna do that first yeah, always okay always yeah. what's the one thing you hoped the listener walked away with matt that they would have felt of relief, but very uncomfortable with grace. You know why we always ask that question first? Why? So they can stop listening to the podcast if they want. <laughs> Thanks. I mean. Yeah. They say, okay, I got it. I'm done. If you would do that with your sermon, if you'd give the synopsis at the front, I bet more people would check out. So don't do that. No, I, I don't I don't plan on it. But yes. All right. Um, yeah. I, people that like me that have grown up in church have heard this sermon. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, neither do I condemn you, even though she was guilty, and, um, and recognized that Jesus was condemned in her place. Now, that's a, that's a sermon that'll preach hours yes. on hours, so I don't want to take anything away from that. And I'm guessing, because we continue to have a lot of first-time guests, I'm guessing there were some people yesterday that had never heard that, and I pray that it, it falls on uh, receptive sure. ears and soft hearts. But I wanted to push it because... The more you chew on it and think about what he didn't say mm-hmm. makes makes us uncomfortable. At least it made me uncomfortable. And so so the the thrust of yesterday, Dave, was I wanted to I wanted to put each of us in the story. Right. And then say, Okay, what are we gonna do with what Jesus says to this yeah. woman? And that when he says neither do I condemn you, that's final. Mm-hmm. And when he calls you to go leave your life of sin, it's not so he'll love you more. Right. It's because he loves you and sin destroys you. So I just wanted to wrestle with that aspect of he is safe for us to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. We could stop now, but you told people we could talk about the brackets. I did. There were there were brackets and uh, what was he writing? Yes. And so you want me to give you my thoughts of what the brackets were there for first yeah, sure. before you get to the serious answer? Sure. I bet the brackets were put there to make us uncomfortable. I could have used that yesterday. You could have. Man, that made, it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable that I didn't. Think about how uncomfortable it I'm makes usually me feel. uncomfortable when I'm around you. So. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad Sometimes thing. Sometimes it's probably, both. Probably. <laughs> anyway, I uh, yeah, it does make you uncomfortable. Because you have to stop and wrestle with it. Yeah, go, okay, oh, now do I give to, this is, the same weight? Yeah, is, is, this that... to, is this supposed to be here? I said the bulk of what I wanted to say yesterday, but if you're if you're technical and analytic and academic and want to get into this more i mean there there's a lot a lot a lot i could point you to to read right it was not included in the earliest first earliest earliest first first manuscripts right it was found later about 400 what i always get it mixed up I don't 80 400 something something years 80 bce yes and so those who were piecing together the scriptures at the time were like, okay, is this part of this holy text? Mm-hmm. Is this part of the inspired word of God? And the main, the main discrepancies aren't whether or not it fits, because it obviously does. Right. The main discrepancies are, did Luke write it or did John write it? Because in the Greek, it's more Lucan, mm-hmm. if you will, Lucanese. Yes. 
But the story itself is more John. Yeah. More like John. And so and when, when we say that, it means when we say it's more Lucan, it feels more like Luke wrote it. Correct. And when we say it has more of a John flavor, it's something that John would have captured. Correct. You said that much better than I did. So very, very accurate. Try not to make people uh, uncomfortable. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm already there. I know. That's okay. Maybe our listeners aren't. And so that's the main division. Right. Luke, should we put it in Luke or should we put it in John? And it was determined, of course, to, to put it in John. Mm-hmm. But the people that put together our English translations are doing us a service, even though it makes us uncomfortable, by, by doing it with integrity, saying, you, listen, you need to know that in the earliest and earliest of manuscripts, this was not included. It was found later. Mm-hmm. However, there were people throughout the church history that... I have always admired and respect mm-hmm. that believe it's Holy Scripture. Yes. I do as well. Yeah. Could you convince me, perhaps, if I was a Greek scholar and you were a Greek scholar, that uh, Luke wrote it? Maybe. Could you convince me that John wrote it and uh, needs to be right where it is? Of course. And sure. we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to mention a, a thought or two of why I believe it should be where it is in just a moment. Okay. But those are the main discrepancies. Nobody, to my knowledge, I mean, I'm sure there's some wackos out there, but nobody, to my knowledge, that I admire and respect and read thinks it should not be in the text. Yeah. And I would say this if, if the editors and the translators throughout history felt it wasn't supposed to be there, it would have already been told yep. a long time ago. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, yeah, we can't find it in the earliest manuscripts, but we can find it in extra-biblical manuscripts, things that aren't part of the canon. So it was already being captured other places. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was reading on it, because I knew you were going to talk about this, so I spent some time trying to go, Dave. to, to get, get up to speed. I didn't do a good job getting up to speed, mm-hmm. but it was interesting that the story was probably circulating amongst the people, but they just didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Where, where did it go? Kind of mm-hmm. like what you were mm-hmm. saying. And so, I mean, I think we have to keep in mind when when we read scripture, it was an oral tradition to begin with, especially yeah, a great when you get to the Old Testament. It, it didn't it wasn't written from day 1. It mm-hmm. was passed down word word to, mouth to uh, that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> so, <laughs> story to story. Oral tradition. Or, orally to, well, that <laughs> anyway, sounds good. Yeah. So just they used to tell the stories to one another <laughs> before they got it written down. And so When's our next CPR training speaking of mouth to mouth? Uh, like it's in April, early, right? early April, I think. Don't hold me to that. So, jeez, we're we really stink with the English language oh, and yeah. being able to speak yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's good so, you catch yourself because yes. you know seventh grade Matt would have listened to a podcast. He said mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth. Up. Um, and forty five year old Matt, Matt still laughs, yeah. obviously making yeah. things uncomfortable. Yes, 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 so, yes. It's so, good. Anyway, if you want more reading, Dave and I can point you to point you to that. But I believe the Spirit inspired those. 11, 12 verses, and um, I, th- I think that I think leaving it right where it is 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 a is a good and healthy thing. It is. So then we get to Jesus riding in the dirt. Yeah, and and I got some thoughts on that before yeah. you get to your please very educated answers. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I have two thoughts. Yeah, one, Jesus was either writing uh, the meatloaf recipe his mama had. <laughs> I wish I said that. that. That's my first one because uh-huh. no one likes meatloaf. Uh-uh. So, um, well, no. some people do, but you know, it's got to be a good recipe. Weirdos. Uh, second thing I thought was maybe he was writing the sins of those guys' mamas. Oh, writing their mama's sins down. Yeah, mm. that'd be even more telling. Yeah, so. we gotta get out of here, <laughs> <laughs> Mama. I didn't know that. We gotta go talk. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that is one of the most prevailing prevailing themes or the the thought as to what he's doing yeah. i'm sure i have preached this message before and used the fact that probably jesus 
probably in quotes, wrote was writing down the sins of the men who were standing there with rocks in their hands. Yeah. And it could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, I've heard it preached. I've read it. I've, as I said, I've, ta- I've probably taught it right. uh, with that, that very thing. So that's one of the theories that uh, he was writing down uh, the, the sins. There's two others that I came across that I found very interesting. Well, there's a lot, but right. there's two others that have a little warrant. Okay. Um, one is, this was in Michael Card's commentary on John, mm-hmm. and he just kind of put this off to the side. But he said in Jeremiah 17, there's a... These are my words, not his. A condemnation of the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. And it's in verse 13. I'm just going to read it. I got it right in front of me, Dave. Sure. I brought my Bible today. Man, look at you. Jeremiah 17, 13 says this. Lord, the hope of Israel, all who abandon you will be put to shame. All who turn away from me will be written in the dirt, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. I see what you did there. You put emphasis and pause. On dirt. Written in the dirt. And John 7, Jesus refers to himself as a living water. Yeah. And now here he is riding in the dirt, these religious leaders who want to trap him. So that's 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 got some weight yeah. to it. Could that, be. That, that Jesus was maybe writing down their names. Yes. Fulfilling Jeremiah 17, 13. So that, that's there. Won't preach near as fun as writing down their sins. Mm-mm. But uh, there is some biblical, biblical weight to that. Right. Uh, and I'm guessing out of all three of these, if I were to had to pick which one I think, I'd probably say that mm. because it's got that biblical sure. connection. But there is a third. Okay. But you've already played your hand, so why should I, we go to the third? Okay. No, I'm playing. Go. Um, I heard a sermon. It's been years ago, and I could not find it. I spent way too much time last week looking for it, and I could not find it in writing or or listening. Ligon Duncan, who mm-hmm. is a used to be, I think he's still a pastor in Mississippi, preached it. But he referenced Numbers chapter 5, mm-hmm. where... If a husband suspected her, his wife to have committed adultery, he was to take her to the priests, and they were to mix holy water with holy dirt from the temple and have her drink it. Okay. And if her stomach had issues, she was guilty. If not, she wasn't. And in that sermon, again, this is, I'm botching it, but if I remember correctly, the sermon by Ligon Duncan was a connection to Jesus saying, I'm going to drink the cup of the wrath of God on your behalf. Mm. And again, pointing back to John 7, Jesus ta- calling himself the living water, and now he's riding in the dust. Right. And you could also go back to what, Exodus something, something where, where Moses comes down the mountain and they're worshiping a golden calf, and mm-hmm. what does God say do? I want you to melt it down and grind it to dust and then drink it. Right. It's bitter. It's nasty. You can go back to Genesis 3 where God told told Satan he would be licking the dust the rest of his life. So there is this theme of the wrath of God for those who commit sins. Mm-hmm. And in Numbers 5, it's the sin of adultery. You must drink this bitter, nasty water. And uh, so there's there's a, an allusion there to the fact that maybe Jesus is riding in the dust as the fountain of living water saying, hey, I am fulfilling this wrath, if you will, right. so you don't have to. Right. Lots of theories out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that, that would have just taken me way too long to unpack in the, in the sermon. And so I just yeah. decided to, I love the podcast because we get time to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So what do we do with this? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So what do we do with that? Do we spend more time trying to know? Do we just kind of quickly move, acknowledge it, and move on? Where's the healthy balance? You know, well, healthy is a key word there. My mind is easily, let's move on. Okay. 
not everybody has my mind. Praise God. Yeah. And they really want to dig more. And I would encourage you, if you're, if you're that person that really wants to dig more, wants to know more, do that. But the healthy part is, is important. If John had wanted us to know, he would have said it. Yeah. And so keep that in mind. I do believe the purpose of that passage is hearing Jesus say to a sinful woman, neither do I condemn you. Yeah. Go and leave your life of sin. That's where the text is going. Right. What Jesus is doing in the dirt, we can speculate. There are thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you can go dig some more, but don't let it get you away from the purpose of the text. And you got to be careful with what you dig into. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's some, some wackos out there's there. There's some crazy, crazy things out there. Yeah. So. And <laughs> I'm probably misspeaking here, but... I had several people after the service yesterday, so I think he was writing the sins. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. Could be. I don't know. I think but that's the popular. Like, not, it not is. like it's, That and, seems to be the majority. Held. And it's what most of us have heard from other preachers and, yeah. and other readings. But that just doesn't feel like what Jesus is trying to accomplish. Right. I mean, we read a couple weeks ago, John three seventeen. I did not come into the world to condemn the world. Right. That seems very condemnatory, if mm-hmm. that's a word. Condemning, uh, con- condemning of of what he's doing. So it could have been. I just it just doesn't feel like feel like that. Right. So anyway, fantastic passage. Love it. Yep. Jesus can say he does not condemn a sinful person because he himself was condemned in her and our place. Lots of unknowns and uncomfortables. Mm-hmm. Brackets and don't know what he's writing. Writing the grace. We got a woman caught in adultery. We got a guy who was caught with her but was not around uh, around <laughs> a lot of uncomfortableness what, what did the husband think when jesus just said neither i condemn you go leave your life yeah. sin. and that's i would have been like you're gonna let her off that easy yeah you know no, no what am i supposed to do with that yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of uncomfortable a lot of uncomfortable so that's why i say i hope our people wrestle with it yeah I, I need to continue wrestling with it i definitely definitely you do so <laughs> Sorry. Happy Monday, Happy everybody. Monday, yeah, or Thursday. Even though it's Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah. One day we'll get comfortable talking like it's actually the day of. Yeah, that'll, rather that'll be than, hard for me. I, know, I have to I really know. focus. I don't like to focus. I, I like I, to. Really? Never noticed. <laughs> Never noticed. Here, let, let me help us focus a little bit. Hey, we're focusing on the end of another episode of West Franklin Talks. We want to say thanks for joining us. We hope that our rambling causes you to go explore a little more, be drawn closer to God in your relationship. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of West Franklin Talks. We hope you'll join us. In the meantime, you be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.